Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 90 of uh, the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Tonight, there's a secret Commodore 64 game in an unlikely place. The Sonic the Hedgehog movie has had a redesign. We have everything announced from XO19, and it's not in order again. Thank you, Chris Kohler. Uh, there's an interview with Phil Spencer. We have October MPD numbers. GameStop has a new pro program, which some of you may have already signed up for. And according to Kotaku, Anthem is being rewritten. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Cesar Concepcion on the second. What is up, everyone? It is just us. We are Michaelless tonight. He has work tomorrow and is unable to make it. I think he's getting in more Shinmu time before the third one comes out. Did you get the shipping confirmation for your Kickstarter? I got a label created. <laughs> That's all I got, too. I wish whether or not it's going to be here by Tuesday is questionable. It won't be. The email says uh, your item has shipped or something like that. So I'm like, all right, where's it at? And it's just like, it was from four days ago. Yeah, and sitting in the warehouse. Label created. Yeah. It's just sitting in the warehouse. Warehouse simulator. Waiting to go out, not actually being shipped. Have you got any further on your uh, Shenmue quest? I don't, I don't think you updated your list at all. No, you updated your list. I don't know if it still had Shenmue on there. I didn't put Shenmue on there, but yeah, I've... Um, you tried a little bit more. I've defeated the questioning of the sailors and... <laughs> Is that early on? Like, I do think I remember playing that part on Dreamcast. It's legit. Like, you, you're going around and asking about the black car and Lon B, and then they're like, you should find out about the, the, the trade, the Chinese trade, which is like the scissors, the butcher, and whatever. I'm sure Mike will be pissed because I'm not doing it right. You have to collect the items, um, or how does that No, go? you're just, it's questioning. You're just going around, and you got to go find the barber, and the barber's like, oh, it's probably the guy at this bar, and it's just you. Just it's a endless fetch quest. A clue uh, leads to another, another clue, clue. Leads yeah. to another clue. I think sailors is the last one before you. Uh, you go to the warehouse job and you do the forklift race. And you beat uh, Shimu two or Shimu one and go into two. Yep, and then um, they put you in Wreck It Ralph, the first movie. And then you're racing the Sarah Silverman girl. Uh, Manila. Yeah. Vanille? Vanille? Is it Vanille? Uh, I think I messed up one of these links. I fucked that up somewhere. Where is it? Trying to get news right, in order. I, I didn't I, I didn't open it up when I was supposed to. I got to. you, man. Track your package. Let's go. <laughs> you're going to find out where you're Oh, shit, dude. Where's it at? It updated? <laughs> I get it Monday. <laughs> it's going to make it by Monday? All right. You'll have hot impressions. It's in transit. I have to be one and two this weekend. Let's go. I got to be one and two tomorrow. How long is it to be both of those? Mm, one's not that long. It's like maybe 10 hours. Two is a little bit less. Probably double that. Mm. It took me a whole weekend. I sat there and played two for the whole weekend on Dreamcast when, he, when I got my copy. Your import? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you going to go for it? Do you think you can make it? I could. Depends what time we get done here. I have to start and not go to sleep. Oh, you do it when you get home? I'm installing, as you saw when I popped the disc in, I picked up um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I had to go grab something at Walmart this evening, and I passed the red box, and I was like, let's see what's available at the red box. And it was fucking <laughs> the new game. I'm like, really? So $3 later, I, I pop it into the PlayStation right before we're uh, starting the podcast, and what did it say, 47 gigs or something? Mm-hmm. I had to download. That was going to be 58 minutes, I think. God damn it. Oh, I hate that copy shit. And then it's going to do the update file thing to me again. Games suck, man. Games... this. The recent stuff, having to wait for that, it sucks so bad. No, it's going to get worse with 100 gig this. So. Oh, my God. Some of the things I'm uh, I'm going to mention in my games played are PS2 games, and I literally popped them in the thing, and it just started going. So 
I miss that era for sure. Uh, you ready to jump on the news, amigo? Yeah, let's get started. Let's go down this road. All right, I sent you this earlier this week. You said, quote, that is dope. Add it to the docket. That is, you can put that in the back of the box of this game <laughs> we call life. Basically. <laughs> this is the coolest shit I've seen in a long time. A Christian rock band hit a Commodore 64 program on a vinyl album in 1984. Uh, yeah, and what's more obscure than a Christian rock band in 1984? Name Prodigal on an album, Electric Eye, which is the name of a... Uh, God, I forget who it is. All of our metal fans are yelling at me. They have a song. It's either a song or an album also called Electric Eye, but it is not a Christian rock band. But, uh... This story comes from Polygon. Um, who found it? Basically, the game is on... They hid the program in the runout groove, which also has C64 and other things etched on it. And sure enough, 8-bit show and tell, that's who actually found it. They managed to record the analog audio of that program, transfer it to a magnetic cassette, and load the game into the Commodore off the cassette. I never, uh, the cassette loading thing skipped me. We never had anything that loaded anything off cassette. Did mm-hmm. y'all have a computer that did anything with it? Mm-mm. I think yeah, that was mostly a European deal. But it's a playable, like it's a, they said it's just a, a basic type thing. Contains quotes from Albert Einstein and Jesus Christ. <laughs> when I think of uh, games from a Christian rock band, it's what I, my go-to. Einstein and Jesus are your yeah. top, are your top uh, makers. Jesus Christo and... Albert Einstein. <laughs> it's German. It's hard to it's hard to put the spin on that one. The band is Prodigal, comprising of guitarist Rick Fields, bassist Mike Wilson, drummer Dave Workman, and the late keyboardist Lloyd Boldman were active from 1975 to 1986. The band's songs touched the progressive and new wave genres, and the performers were credited with taking Christian music beyond of the Fields' more typical themes of evangelism and worship. Very cool. We should leave behind some sort of legacy like that. Like if you play our if you play our SoundCloud MP3 backwards uh, and upload it <laughs> to a Game Boy Color, you get the secret third Zelda Oracle game. Was it just him? Not gonna happen. Standing around fishing or something. Like that? Yes. All right, that's a very cool piece of news. Uh, do you want to handle the Sonic the Hedgehog movie redesign? Sure, I can. Uh, basically, they went ahead and just did the live-action de- debut for the Sonic trailer again, which, oddly enough, looks l- the trailer was way better. And also, the trailer was cut way better. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I, that's why I told you I questioned everything. Now, mm-hmm. that's like someone's like, let's just let's put out the thing where we know you you can only watch something from the human eye that looks too human that yeah. before your brain is like, Arr. and then just, like do the switcheroo. And then we'll just make Jim Carrey like Jim Carrey. That was a Jim Carrey-ass performance. Yeah. So the new Sonic redesign, it kind of leaked on a poster, I think, earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. And it definitely looks... This is a definite improvement over the first Sonic model. I don't think anyone can argue that. Yeah, I think the only thing that was that Yuji Naki, Naka was saying was the eyes. Right? The eyes. Yeah, because it's, it's supposed to be one giant. It's supposed to be one huge, yeah. yeah. And these are very thinly separated. Like, when I looked at it, it looks like Sonic. Oh, it's fine. I am okay with it. It's better than that demon thing we saw earlier. The demon thing. Somewhere there's that version of the movie, and I would love to see, like, as a B-side on the the Blu-ray or something. Oh, they have to leave it in there on the Blu-ray, yeah. It has to be. 
bubble version. An interesting thing you were noting about the the trailer being a better trailer, I almost wish it was the same trailer with the new Sonic in it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, cut the exact same way, but with the new character. Just to see... Just to see, like... An, a direct one-to-one comparison of how it looks and everything. Yeah, I think that's why they do the scream with the ring in there. Because that's <laughs> the only one scene in there that carried over. Yeah. But the the whole baseball bit had me sold. Baseball was funny. Baseball was quite good. I watched all the way to the... Yeah. So, you tagged me in it, and I watched it, and as I started watching it, I was like, hmm, this, my first impression is this is pretty good, and that's when I messaged you. Then I watched all the way through the whole trailer. I was like, they kind of nailed it, yeah. right? Like, this is this is the full Sonic attitude and everything. Not the bad Sonic on the Pigeon Mountain Sonic. <laughs> like that Bugs Bunny cartoon yeah. where Bugs plays all the positions. Uh, it looks good. I'm, I may take uh, the young ones to see this movie. It actually looks like a good movie to me. No, yeah, that's pretty much what a lot of the people might have worked said. After they saw that, it, was, it looked a lot better, and they were like, oh, I'm actually doing my daughter this. That's what yeah. a lot of them were saying. Like, hey, this is legit. Oh, do, 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 do. I mean, there's nothing really more to add. I mean, other than that, it's just it's a more accurate Sonic, and it seems like the trailer's way better cut. So, What was the date on that? Is it February something still? The 14th. Is it actually it's Valentine's, uh, Day. Valentine's Day? Mm-hmm. All right, next up, everything announced at X019, or is it X019? What are they going to do next year? I guess it can still be X020. Mm-hmm. The Xbox Fan Fest from London this past... Was it Wednesday we watched this? Or Tuesday? Sometime this past week. Thursday, Uh, I believe. It was Thursday. (laughs) This week's been fucking crazy to me. I don't have anything in order. Um, So this article comes from Kotaku. Chris Kohler, who Michael Wilbemon does a great job of listing out the things that are announced, but not a great job of putting them in order. So we just have things. This one looks halfway decent, though, right? It's pretty Mm. close. Everwild is is before or is after Fucking, the don't. I can't get the damn don't dot not dot not shit out of my head. Tell me why. Now I got the damn Backstreet Boys. Tell so, me why. Yeah. Go ahead, belt it out. It'll help. Mm-mm. All right. So they let off with an announcement. Uh, it was Rare's new game, right? Wasn't that the first thing? It really was. Yeah. Everwild. This looked good. It looked like Breath of the Wild. Is that kind of the vibe you got? It looks like they just took the damn um, deer thing from Halo and put it in there. It was the deer. It looked exactly it's like the crossover. deer thing from the yeah. Infinite trailer. And that game is Everwild. That looks good. Not many details on that. They showed off um, Obsidian's new game, Grounded. Which, as soon as I saw like the shrunk down character, I was like, this is kind of like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. There was a eight ball and a baseball and like mm. all smaller stuff. Like you're wandering around in these, these outdoor environments. According to Kotaku, the next game from Obsidian is all about sandbox survival. You're a group of kids who's been shrunk down to tiny size and have to survive in a suburban backyard, not get eaten by spiders or whatever else might destroy a tiny one centimeter person in any town USA. So that's coming via Xbox Game Preview on Xbox One and PC this spring. We didn't see any uh, Scarlet stuff, not to jump ahead too far, but... I think that was mostly the interviews with Phil Spencer afterwards. Yeah, I tagged that in the next bit. Um, it felt like... Did you watch the whole presentation before we like cover everything? Yeah. It seemed... Did you have a good impression from it? It was all right. I thought it was kind of so-so, too. It. This was one of the first Microsoft presentations to me in a long time that felt like this is a PC company. Like This felt like, okay, we're trying to do a home console space. That's how it felt to me. Mm-hmm. It was a weird... Almost like a soft launch, almost. I can't quite put put my finger on it. 
Michael said there was too much. He was texting me halfway through. He said there's too much new stuff here. He's like, they need to have a throwback to something. There needs to be a callback to a Halo or, you know, just something that they bring back out. And I think we got it later on, but we'll go over that. Next up was Don't Nod's Tell Me Why. Had this mm -hmm. been announced before? No, this is what, uh, and we'll probably reference it in the article from Phil where he mentioned where he, um, not only they had a lot of first party that they added, they were trying to reach out to uh, third party developers and make new uh, first party IPs, and that, that was one of them because they don't actually own Don't Nod, but I think they're going to own Don't Nod, but they're actually going to own this IP, though. Tell they're they're going to own Tell Me Why. Yeah. Uh, the important bit about this, the, the story and characters looked awesome. I, I know you said you're a big fan of the studio. Uh, tell me why stars a pair of siblings, one whom is, is a transgender man. The studio has worked alongside the advocacy organization GLAD to deliver what it calls an authentic representation of the trans experience. The three-episode game will be released in full this summer on Xbox One and PC, including Steam. Yeah, you know, um, Venture Games, those are... Those are your My cup of tea. That's why I told you when they finally announced, I was like, finally something I care about. Yes, and that's a that's a huge studio. There's a lot more people mm -hmm. who play these games than I thought, and I I love seeing the trans representation in there. That would be a great story to go through. Uh, there's Everwild. Skipping ahead, uh, I, this is later in the show, but final all the Final Fantasy games are coming to Game Pass. There's yeah. a shit ton of stuff coming. They to brought Game out uh, Yoshida-san, and he announced the the Final Fantasy games coming to Game Pass, and that was the Please Be Excited guy, right? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was. And then the Kingdom Hearts games. One was it one one point five, two point five, two point eight, and a demo for three, which also came to PlayStation, mm -hmm. was coming out. So you'll be able to catch up on all the Kingdom Hearts games on Xbox. It was always weird to me that 3 was coming to Xbox and not any of those other titles. I was like, how does this happen? I think it's just because when 3 was announced that and you know 13 came out and 15 is at that point Square Enix is actually turning into a multi-platform company, you know. It took right. a while to get there, but they they're getting there. Oh god, I remember all the drama when 13 was coming for 360 and people were freaking out and being yeah. pissed off and they'll be all right. They've survived these past 10 years or however long it's been out. Nine years. Uh, Sony's not even worried about it. They're more worried about the first party studios. Not worried at all. They should. Because yes. that's what's going to sell their consoles. Not, Absolutely. Not third party. I think everybody's going that way. Uh, Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, 10, 10, 2, 12. All three 13s and 15 will be on Game Pass. So that's mm -hmm. all the modern ones just about from PS1 on. Also arriving are Streets of Rage 4, My Friend Pedro, The Witcher 3, that's a huge get. Um, and Age of Empires 2 and Rage 2. I thought Rage 2 was a pretty cool addition. Mm -hmm. um, they said xCloud game streaming will also come to Game Pass, which surprised no one. Uh, another big get, Japanese-wise, is uh, the Yakuza series. Yakuza 0, Kiwami 1, and Kiwami 2 are coming to Xbox One and will be available in Game Pass in early 2020. It's pretty big. It's good. Um, it's about time that uh, that, that series... Gross. That's the only next. That's the next step. And you know, the guy who created that series, of, he kind of mentioned that where he's trying to growth into other platforms and everything. I mean, they got it established now. I mean, Yakuza is a name, so the, it's like now they're like we're trying to. The next step is to get it to grow as a yeah as a game series. And because it this blew will up, be it. it blew up over here apparently. So yeah. that's that's awesome. Because I mean, now they get on PC. Now they get on that on the Xbox. So. Maybe it'll be a top tier AAA. I mean, we already consider that's AAA basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they're trying everybody. to get to it. To you know, whenever the next Yakuza comes out, they want people like ah, oh, and you can play it anywhere. Yeah. You know, I think I I couldn't put the I couldn't figure it out previously, but I think this is the point where it felt like Microsoft doing this soft launch to me. It's almost like they've opened their pocketbooks 
you know, and they're buying up all these things that are different from their normal catalog. You know, how they ex- they were experimental in the original Xbox days and just they just bought random shit and put it out mm. there. They didn't have to do that for 360, and they really didn't do that at the first part of this generation. And it seems like with maybe Game Pass is their avenue for that, but it seems like they're opening up for these type of things now. I just see it. I don't even see it as that. I see it as just parody. It's just, they're just getting out there what's already out there. So that too. That's all it is. I'll, I'll see more of that when they start um, making games like Scalebound, when they, which they're originally going to mm. get. That were... I still want to play Scalebound. So, which we may. He, he alluded that he wanted to buy some uh, Asia Studios. So, Studios in Asia. That is in that. That is in that next bit. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it? Do you think it matters having these games playable for Xbox clients, customers? I, yeah, like I said, it's, I agree because it's parody. Yeah, a lot of the people who are in their Xbox ecosystem and who they're catering to, yep, and wanted to play those games, and that's why they went out there and they they push for them. So. I'm, I like the concept of having them on Game Pass. I can just add that license and not worry about it until later. I on. believe that a lot of these companies jumped on it because of the whole Game Pass. Because they probably oh, yeah. got a cut right up front. And they're like, oh, yeah. oh, okay, you don't have to worry about sales or anything like yeah. that. So. Sure. And yeah. it gives them it gives them exposure to their franchise, to fans, a whole new set of fans. And it gets people who probably you don't assume on the Xbox that play those type of games, that ability to play those games, that are going to become fans. So yeah. it's a win-win for everybody. I like it. Parody. That's the new... It's the new theme. It's good stuff. That would now this after this parody thing. That's this will will lead to where they may go out there and they they might come up there to studios and buy IPs and have them develop it. And they may not buy the studios, but they might buy the IP and have them develop it. And something they hold on to, kind of like what they're doing with the Tell Me Why. So yeah, like uh, Sony did with Bloodborne, right? Bloodborne is theirs, mm-hmm. but not yeah, the studio. They don't own from software. Yeah. yeah. So same thing with uh, Demon Souls. So. These are good things. Um, Halo Reach is being added to Master Chief Collection, which we knew, and it is coming December 3rd, so mm-hmm. that's not too far away. We need to finish our Halo-a-thon. We, uh, mm. Whether we get on there with friend of the show Russell or not, <laughs> if we just have to play co-op. Mm-hmm. Um, the PC game and the Xbox game will both be coming December 3rd. Um, the other Halo ports for PC will follow later. And you can get the Master Chief Collection bundle on PC for 40 bucks. And I think you can get that through, yeah, the Microsoft Store or Steam. Or you can get just Halo Reach, if that's your jam, for $10. We played Halo Reach on PC at the Halo event in July. And it, and it was pretty full-featured, ready to go. It was just a chapter of the campaign, but I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, so. just getting used to the damn controls with the different buttons map. I had to reach yeah. over and hit buttons for grenades. It can be tough. You just probably just get used to it, though. I like having with Game Pass, you know, we have Game Pass Ultimate that gives us that PC access, and that'll run fine on our mm-hmm. PC. It'll give me something to tinker with. I'm not going to say that's my main way to play Halo Reach, but I think it'd be fun just to try it out and see how I do with mouse and keyboard. Or mm-hmm. play those familiar games like Halo 1 and 2 that I've started and and played through so many times just to try out the new control scheme and see what I think when they become available. Um, next up was Wasteland 3, which is coming out May 19th, 2020. You know mm-hmm. anything about this? This seems like the... That genre that is like a, similar to a Baldur's Gate, isometric, yeah. uh, top-down um, RPG. In Exile is is one of those studios that they bought, but they are like a derivative of the uh, Baldur's Gate people, right? Then they aren't they former X or uh, former Bioware people. Exile is the one who created the Fallout games, Fallout One and Two. That's right. Um, Polygon yeah. notes: Don't worry, it'll still be out on PS4, Mac, and Linux. Yeah. 
they're like I said, when Microsoft bought all these companies, they're still honoring their original contracts, which I don't think you'll see exclusive games to them until the next generation, probably. That makes sense. Uh, sea of Thieves' next update is coming November 20th. The Seabound Soul has a new quest and a new ammo type, Firebombs. Anybody tell Russell? I know he's super excited. We should. Yeah, we should screen capture this and send it to him. Just that uh, one bit of news. He'd be like, oh, Firebombs. They're also <laughs> They're also doing a uh, Gears of War crossover. Do you see the gear sales and stuff? That yeah. actually look pretty good. I like the Crimson Omen. Um, Nexon's Kart Rider game is coming to Xbox. It's called Kart Rider Drift, the console version of the long-running Nexon game, originally re- released on Windows in Korea in 2004. Mm-hmm. Wow. Will come first to Xbox in 2020. It's a major uh, Mod Nation by Racers. That's by. exactly what I got. Mm-hmm. It looked exactly like Mod Nation Racers. Uh, West of Dead is a new twin-stick top-down shooter from Raw Fury, starring, um, I think Hellboy was the voice of the main character. Yeah, Ron Perlman. Bleeding Edge, a closed beta for pre-orders of Ninja Theory's upcoming multiplayer combat game, will start on February 14th. Mm -hmm. Once you uh, get back from watching the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, you can fire up the demo for Bleeding Edge. And then you find out you're in the Matrix. (laughs) Which part is the Matrix? The Sonic the Hedgehog movie or the Bleeding Edge? Both. When you watch the movie, and then you come up, it's time to play Bleeding Edge. Yeah. Uh, the full Bleeding Edge will be available on March 24th, 2020. The next game from the developer of The Flame and the Flood is called Drake Hollow. That looked interesting. The one I'm actually excited about is the next one. What is that, sir? The last stop is coming to consoles and PC next year. It seems like we find a way about every other episode we work the name Virginia or the title Virginia, mm-hmm. the one that you. It's uh, a narrative adventure game from the developer of Virginia. I know you're excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, Planet Coaster continuing the PC trend. Planet Coaster Console Edition is coming in summer 2020. Yeah, I believe it's also coming in the PS4. Kohler uh, loomed on there. I assume it's also coming to consoles that aren't Xbox. That aren't one. Xbox One. Well done, sir. Uh, they showed off trailers for Flight Simulator, Age of Empires 4, Minecraft Dungeons, Crossfire X, which I think they announced was available now. Which is also a way you can set up your graphics card for no ATIs. Crossfire X? Mm-hmm. So when you combine two graphics cards and then put the Crossfire cable. Oh, nice. Yeah. But this is uh, alluding to an online shooter. Yeah. I like it, though. Crossfire Tomato, X. Tomato, tomato. The Artful <laughs> Escape, and they showed off some Jedi Fallen Order because they have a marketing deal with them. Uh, more games and features are coming to Project X Cloud, including Devil May Cry 5, Madden NFL 20. I thought that was pretty cool. And you know what else is not coming to Project X Cloud? What's that? Me or you. I know. I can't get in. I yeah. fail every time. It says, oh, oops, cannot find the page. I signed in, so I finally got in there. It, it doesn't do it from iPhone. It's blocking iPhone. Why? Because uh, it doesn't want to get the impression that you can do it on your iPhone. I sat there and got on something other than an iPhone. I couldn't do it on my PC. I'll try here in a minute, but yeah. I couldn't do it on my PC. Hey, let me do it on my PC, and then I got it. This one? Yeah. Then I got a text message from uh, T-Mobile asking more questions about time enough for the experience. All really? That. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That what, are they, what ties do they have with T-Mobile in it? Oh, because uh, you don't have to have Wi-Fi. You just go through the cell phone to uh, play. Yeah. That's right. So T-Mobile is part of the testing phase, too. Were so. they worried about getting their bandwidth burn up with it? Mm-hmm. No? I just got on there. They just asked my specs, what I'm using, and all this stuff. That's all. They just want to get confirmation. They're just part of the beta. Cool. I guess they're sending whatever their stats over to Microsoft, so they're probably getting a cut from it. So. Yeah. Help us test this. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to get, get in on that sign-in. Yeah, I signed in a couple of weeks ago. It's like a bunch of free games. It's like uh, Stadia, where it let us try it's a better the version one of game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a way better version. <laughs> you don't have to pay $120 to beta test it. 
And play all the Tomb Raider games. And you have a user interface that you can use. <laughs> and, and a wireless controller. And achievements that don't worry, you unlock them, but you can't see them or touch them or do anything with them. But you unlock them. I didn't put the Stadia launch stuff in here. Maybe Man, we should go over the Stadia garbage. launch. No. It's, it's fucking shit. shit. Oh, it sucks so bad. Fuck you, Google. Fuck you, Stadia. I don't give a care. And it works yeah. so well. I don't, we care. I don't, I don't, I don't care if that quote doesn't age well in like the next four years, but I don't give a fuck. I'm saying it now. When we did that Google project stream and played Assassin's Creed, it was flawless. You don't even fucking get Assassin's Creed on there. Like, right. Odyssey. It's the one we played. It's Origins, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Origins. Yeah. I mean, that's, they should at least fucking get that to everybody who's played it on Stadia. Whatever. That's how you get people on that shit, right? You know, yeah. Oh, fuck, I already got a game on here. Might as well buy another. Fuck Google. Let's wrap up this Microsoft thing. Uh, another big bit is that xCloud is coming to Windows PC and yeah. will support more controllers, including the DualShock 4. And launch Google Hangouts so you can play your Stadia games. <laughs> Fucking Hangout. We missed the boat on Hangout. We could have done some like live chat capture with Hangout. and it. Whatever happened to Hangout? They killed it. They yeah. pulled the plug on there it just go. like they did everything else. Added to the graveyard of uh, Google services for that that screen. I don't have hope for Jade Raymond Studio to last that long to make a game until they close it down. I feel bad for her too. She's such a great great developer. She's getting a paycheck from Google. That might be the one good thing that comes out of Stadia. All right, let's fucking do this. We're already here. Stadia launch lineup. It sucks. They're gonna they're just gonna keep Stadia Studios and just put the games on the other consoles. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. They're just gonna be a game developer. All right, here's the lineup. It's coming out November 19th. So, listeners, the day that you listen to this will be Stadia launch lineup. Yep. <laughs> uh, Polygon specifically says there's a lot of Tomb Raider on day one. Uh, it's launching on November 19th and only has one platform exclusive game, which is Guilt, which from that initial trailer was the one you were most, most is interested in. Also misspelled. All right. Guilt, Glight, Guilt from Tequila Works. Who's Tequila Works? Is that is the Shinji Mikami Studio? Is that the same ones? Am I thinking of the right place? No. That's Tango Softworks. Who the fuck is Tequila Works? Uh, they might have been the ones that used to be Mercury Steam or something like that. I can't remember what it was. I closed, I closed the thread. I didn't need it's to close. It's not necessary. We're just looking at each other, looking at Google. I had it. Google Stadia. Launch lineup games. Here we go. All right, you're getting guilt, which is not enough to buy this new platform. I have for. no way to play but yes, I will buy it. All right, let's go. <laughs> Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey Destiny 2 The Collection which I think you get for free uh, Guilt Just Dance 2020 Kine Mortal Kombat 11 Red Dead Redemption 2 Rise of the Tomb Raider Samurai Showdown the new one Shadow of the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition Thumper and Tomb Raider Definitive Edition alright $130 $599 US dollars. <laughs> uh, Stadia is so great you'll get a second job to be able to afford Stadia mm-hmm. and the Tomb Raider box. You're a you're dedicated Tomb Raider Tomb Raider streamer. What they don't tell you is the wire you need to play on your Pixel phone is $400. Because even on your Pixel phone, you can play it on your Pixel phone, which is cool, but it still has to be wired to the controller. That's so bizarre to me. Why didn't they just push it back? It's a streaming service. It's not like they had to pull consoles off of shelves. I why did they they didn't just call this a beta like what it is? Early access for sure. Yeah. All right, this Eurogamer article did not load, but there was a big interview from XO19 with Phil Spencer. 
I think he went over a couple things where he um, and he mentioned on there that they weren't done by studios. Um, yeah. They they had there's a bunch of games in the pipeline. They only they want to spread it out. He also mentioned that, and so that's why they didn't go over to even though they have 15 studios, they didn't have 15 announcements. They said they wanted to you know how to keep the year full and the calendar full. With it. they said definitely there's stuff being worked on. They want to add definitely add some more studios, but they want to do some from more uh, from Asia. To hit that, uh, to diversify their portfolio. That's what he was trying to get at. So right, they right. get a balance on there. They didn't want to get the same of everything. Um, he did mention, that was the one mention in Project Scarlet, that it was not going to be any less powerful or, or more expensive than the PS5. He said they were not going to sacrifice performance for the sake of price. Yeah. So I, I'm sure both of these companies already know what they're putting into both boxes, so... And they're probably going to be the exact same thing. I got a feeling everybody's trying to be very secretive, but it's going to end up being like very similar. I would imagine Microsoft is probably going to have some way to connect to the cloud. It's probably, they're going to have their own different, as they always say, different secret sauce. Right. And this, and now instead of it being a hardware difference like it's been in the past, it's going to be what you can connect to, your services yeah. that you connect to, that, that that platform offers. I would be very surprised if somebody's like super more powerful. I mean, I imagine there might be a more powerful console, but it's probably going to end up being like it's not by much and it doesn't make a difference. Remember, though, and that drama started early. The, the PS4 and the Xbox One were pretty similar on paper. But then, you know, Digital Foundry started putting out these 900p versus 1080p videos, and the mm. performance on the Xbox One was, was noticeably less than on PlayStation. No, they were different. I mean, the. PS4 had more memory, remember? Video memory. It had uh, D, uh, GDDR5. It was a higher one. That's what made the difference. That was the Because remember, Sony ended up paying extra money for that because that's what the developers told them to go with because they said to go with that because I think it was going to be the same as the Xbox. That's right. right. They did when they shopped it around. They were yeah. talking about that and they asked for more. That was their biggest complaint. I they do remember it. that story. Yeah. yeah, It was always better out the box. It was nothing different. That was the reason why. So I think it's going to be the same. Everybody's trying to keep it close to their chest. I think it's just it's like you said, the services, the way that the operating system works and how it connects to everything is going to probably be different. So. Right. Um, right now, as it is, I think Microsoft has a better position because uh, they have uh, better services since they spent this whole generation right now building that up. Working on that. Yeah, that way they don't have to run out the gate with it stumbling on the next console. It's already done and tested it and they already know what how to market it and everything. Because right now we're getting all these great deals on Game Pass and all that stuff like that. I don't think that's going to happen that much longer, though, once this new generation comes out. By then they'll have everybody they need in there and locked in that ecosystem. Yep. So. Game Pass is great. It's let me try out a bunch of games that I normally wouldn't have done. Interview with Phil Spencer. Let's go on to MPDs. This is a Twitter thread. Let's get this up. This comes. We always quote Matt Piscatella from some other thread. I'm just going straight to his Twitter. Uh, number one game of October. You know what that is, sir? We bought a copy. Everybody I know bought a copy. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Mm -hmm. uh, it debuts as automatically the best-selling game of 2019. And, oh, he put in the lead that Switch is the number one hardware. Yeah, again. it is the number one hardware. Yep. Uh, October 2019, spending declines can be primarily attributed to fewer blockbuster releases compared to October 2018, as well as Call of Duty having two fewer weeks in October than Call of Duty Black Ops 4 did a year ago. And Luigi's Mansion did pretty well, too. Luigi's Mansion came in at number three. Yep. Surprisingly, The Outer Worlds was number two. I can't believe that. Yeah, it's, it's sold, awesome. sold better on PS4 for reasons. 
I would think it did that because Xbox folks downloaded it through Game Pass. What's even more surprising it was it was number two on PS4. It was number four on Xbox, believe it or not, even though it was a lot of Game Pass, a lot of people bought it. They did. It wasn't on the lower end. They purchased it. Uh, Nintendo Switch sales have been offset by declines across other platforms. U.S. NPD year-to-date for this year include Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. I still want to talk about how impressed Luigi's Mansion is. It was only one fucking day. <laughs> At number three? Yeah. It was yeah. one fucking day. It's not bad. Yeah. Some notes on Call of Duty, the 12th That or 12th nobody bought shit year. in October. And just waited for... I mean, all, the only Luigi's game that was Mansion. bought was just what? Call of Duty. And then, like, me and you bought copies of Luigi's Mansion. That was it. Uh, Michael got all... Michael didn't get Modern Warfare, but I know he grabbed uh, Luigi's Mansion. Uh, for Call of Duty, this is the 12th consecutive year. Call of Duty game is ranked as the best-selling game of its release month, and it remains the best-selling video game franchise in U.S. history. Damn, I was in college when it started selling. I remember the first Modern Warfare came out when I was in college. Everybody was like, yeah, I got in this fucking thing, let's go. Yeah. They're just playing the uh, beta on the PC. I was big into it on uh, 360. That's when I bought that broken 360 and used the coffin program to get a new one. Uh, here's your note on Luigi's Mansion 3. It's the third best-selling game of October, also being the month's best-selling game on Switch. Luigi's Mansion 3 set a new launch month franchise sales record, besting the previous high set by Luigi's Mansion, which was a launch GameCube title. Mortal Kombat 11 and Smash Bros. Ultimate have contributed significantly to fighting game sales, which are 11% higher than the previous best year, which is 2015. So fighting games are alive and well. Mm-hmm. That is a good thing. Your Xbox top sellers are Modern Warfare, Ghost Recon, Madden NFL 20, The Outer Worlds, and NBA 2K20. Funny that Ghost Recon's still up there. Remember they just dropped the price and wasn't that GameStop had the used copy for $14.99 or something like that? Which wouldn't even affect the NPD, but... Get more players in there. I think that's what they're trying to, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, your Switch bestsellers are Luigi's Mansion 3, Ring Fit Adventure. It's kind of a surprise. Mm. Link's Awakening, Le- Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, Mario Kart 8, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. No big surprises in there. Mm-hmm. 3DS, do we need to read <laughs> Luigi's Mansion's in 3DS as well. I'm looking at that list, all of them are Nintendo in the top 10. There's no other third party in there. Nintendo, no third party titles for Switch. Publisher, Nintendo, 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 all the way top 10. Uh, Switch is again the best-selling hardware platform and remains the best-selling platform of 2019. With six years in the market, PS4 ranks as the third fastest-selling home console in history, trailing only the six-year sales totals of the Wii and the PS2. And it has, of course, passed the uh, Wii's total sales. So it burned that up, just not as quickly. And it probably will not catch the PS2. Are we going to go ahead and call that? Um, I don't, know. I don't 10, think it's ever going to catch the PS2. 103 versus like 150 something. God, they sold a shit ton of PS2s. I played mine this week. Hell of a console. I do like me some PS2. Uh, your top selling accessory is <laughs> the DualShock 4 Electric Purple Gamepad. The DualShock 4 Black Gamepad remains the best selling accessory of 2019. Alright, that was a lot of fun. Cool stuff in there. Not really many surprises except for Luigi's Mansion. Some people are calling it Game of the Year. You gonna champion it in your argument? It's good. It's up there. I don't know if it's Game of the Year, but I popped it in and installed the update, and I have not actually. Well, done. You didn't it. have to. The I'm close. I'm yeah, close. I took it out of the cellophane. That's a big deal. Uh, next up in news, there's a new GameStop Pro program. This was particularly relevant to me because they sent me an email because mine 
uh, expired today, as a matter of fact. My 20% used games and all. Mm-hmm. That you were shadow taking advantage of. GameStop don't ban us like China did. We'll never be in China. I'll never see the Great Wall. <laughs> They'll never let you in because you're on the podcast? No. So their new program, I was looking at this, it is a maximum of $20, but it can actually cost you $15 if you do the digital subscription to Game Informer, which I would probably not do. All right, so with the new pro program, it is you get a $5 monthly reward certificate. So you get $60 from them annually for signing up for the $20 program, right? Right. You get exclusive offers and events, which they've done. You get a $5 reward certificate welcome gift. Mm-hmm which is kind of cool. You get 20 points for every dollar spent. You get 10% off games and accessories, 10% extra trade-in and credit, which is the old format of doing it. And then you get your Game Informer subscription. Um, I'm obviously going to miss that extra 10% on there, but I didn't buy a whole lot of used stuff from them. And I always did it on buy two, get ones, it seemed like, or like their four for 10 type deals, or four for 20. Um, do you think you'll you'll jump in on this new program? Eventually, when there's something I need, it's probably going to be soon because I imagine there's going to be a buy to get one around the, the holidays. Next couple of weeks, yeah, so. so it'll be nice to have that extra five dollar reward I don't know. certificate. We'll see. There's not much on there that I kind of need right now. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. The five dollar monthly reward certificate doesn't even start till January, so that's I guess that's why it is a new program. Uh, reward certificates, it says at the bottom, reward certificates not eligible for use on pre-owned games and accessories until program launches in spring 2020. Uh, that kind of sucks. That's where they get their biggest profit margin at. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to take the hit on that versus the new one? That's kind of confusing. Uh, I mean, they're still, I mean, you got to give it to them. They're still working it out. So, I mean, they're they're doing stuff. I mean, what we have like the deals of the days on Sundays and Wednesdays, yeah. which have, I've, Believe it or not, maybe bought one or two of those things. Not every one of them, but you know, there's some on there like, hey, yeah, okay. So it has worked. So I mean, there. I mean, I've been spending more money. I just not enough where I had to go buy a power up rewards. Mine expired beginning yeah. in October. So yeah. Um, the five dollar monthly thing is going to get you in store if nothing else. You know, it gets you in there to check out their stuff. That would probably do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of out unless. Because this is, this is kind of the best way now to get 360 and PS3 and Wii games, unless you go on eBay and scout around. Which you can get on their website. I mean, because in, in stores, kind of, well, 360 is not diminishing, but... Or PS3. Yeah. Wii is kind of hit and miss. All right, so that's the new GameStop program. Uh, this I added this kind of late because it came out yesterday. Um, Jason Schreier. Jason Schreier, he's on it. Even though it seems like he's also on paternity leave. I don't know. He's, still no, he's back now. He's back? He did a whole article about all the games he played on paternity leave. Very and cool. then how he rated it and how his uh, newborn rated it. <laughs> Jason, well done on uh, congratulations on fatherhood. I guess not well done, but you made it. You got there. Yep. Congrats. Uh, he wrote an article, Sources, Bioware plans a complete overhaul for Anthem. Which coincides with all those people leaving the studio, which everybody was worried about, but I think they were okay with it because they wanted to get a fresh blood in here. Uh, for the last few months, he writes, Bioware and parent company EA have been planning an overhaul of the online shooter. According to three people familiar with those plans, some call it Anthem 2.0 or Anthem Next. Which I got a feeling we're probably going to see a relaunch in the next-gen consoles. On next-gen? You think it'll be that? I, I think so, because it's based off that article when he's mentioned that they don't have a roadmap yet, other than they're going to do it, right? Damn, that game came out in February of this year. I yeah. thought it was like 
summertime. I don't think they have a national plan and even how to do delivery either. That's what I'm saying. I, I got a good feeling right. that they're going to come out with a 2.0 disc in the next-gen consoles probably this yep. fall and maybe just do a, a patch update for the on the old gen. The roadmap is there, like Rainbow Six Siege, uh, Final Fantasy XIV, where where these products have launched and not been their full potential or what consumers Games were service. expecting. Yeah. And they were relaunched. Has it been a year minimum? Because we're looking at you know, February, it's almost been, it's been nine months, I mean, ten months. Look at look at uh, Tom Clancy's uh, Ghost Recon. They'd probably go through that again. Yeah, because Ghost Recon just shit the bed. You're right. Because I remember Ubisoft has seemed to got to the point where they went to the issue and then they rebuilt and then they just hit a groove where, like, they were releasing mm-hmm. stuff and then they were able to update it and they weren't putting out, you know, yep. sub, subpar content, but they kind of just, like, crapped out again and pushed everything back because they didn't want to do that again so we talked about it either last week or the week before but mm-hmm. uh when they were talking about poor reception of ghost recon breakpoint it's it's almost like they didn't know how to address a sequel to a games as a service game because they were still actively supporting wildlands for the longest time like even up until breakpoint came out as my uh, co-worker said this should have been 15 dollars to the original game wow at work that's what his words he already i think he already went through it and was done with it so Michael wasn't super excited with it, and she, he loves Ghost Recon. Yeah. That's pretty telling. All right, so maybe Anthem will uh, will relaunch as a product people want to play instead of the mess that it has been and the well, joke. You saw EA been. mention that they can't do that anymore, and this, they can't just sit there and just, you know, kill a game because it doesn't do well. They're going to have to, you know, sit down there and... It was Mass, it Mass Effect that they dropped most recently, wasn't it? They Andromeda, kinda, which yeah, supposed to have like DLC episodes and stuff. Huge cult following all of a sudden where a lot of people enjoyed it. Really? On Twitter, I all hear about people asking for a drama sequel. And is it one of those coming around? Like, it's starting to look yeah. favorably upon all of a sudden? I think they, they, uh, they patched out a lot of the technical issues, so it plays a lot better than what we were seeing and being made fun of on uh, Giant Bomb and oh, Beast Cast. <laughs> um... Which was pretty hilarious and pretty annoying when you try to play a game I would at the imagine. same time. I would imagine. But um, it's it has a, a pretty good call following now. It's like it's it's there. Like a lot of people enjoyed it. You know, there's it hits a certain. There's some people out there who like some people with the same amount of people asking for Mass Effect remasters. The same amount of people like finish the Andromeda story. Is that for lack of content? Like they're just wanting more Mass Effect in their life and they'll reach out to anything they can get? I think they want the story done. I think where, however they left off. I can't speak on it because it never held my interest. I probably put like a couple hours into it and I was like, mm, really? I left it alone. Because I went through the original Mass Effect 2 and 3. So Right before Andromeda no, came before out? before that. I went through when 2 came out and I, I was glued on 2 and then I played 3 and finished the story even though I never, I never got into 1. So... All right, that's it on news. We'll see what, what's up for the future of Anthem. You ready to do games played, sir? Yep. Do you want to start with Death Stranding since we both played it, or you want to finish with that one? finish with it. Okay. I mean, mine, mine, I'll go through mine. Mine's not long. You're probably going to have more to go into yours. All right. Since you uh, went old school. I did go old school. Mm-hmm. You see that on my list. So, I mean, the, on the Luigi, did I spell Luigi's Mansion properly? Did mm-hmm. I even spell Luigi properly? Yes, you did. There's just no apostrophe in S. Oh, there we go. It is the third game of the trilogy, though, and you didn't put that in there. My bad. Okay. I've been putting trilogy everything, even in our chat rooms. Um, <laughs> I'll fix that in the notes. Outside of that, uh, I mean, I haven't gone much further. I got to the basement, too. Um, I started two different trilogies. I just <laughs> noticed that. Go ahead. God bless the trilogy. 
Um, I got to the second baseman, which kind of changed the whole mechanics of the game a little bit. So uh, I think Michael said that was coming up for you, that, that movement. That yeah, I mean, it's not like a spool or anything like that. Essentially, it's water base, and it... You know how I kind of always, I'm not a huge fan of inverted controls. Mm-hmm. It, there's a point where you have to use the vacuum cleaner to blow and suck uh, on a inner tube okay. on top of the water. And it can be jarring because mm. it's like you want to go forward mm-hmm. and then you press the either the blow or suck and then it doesn't go the way you want to go. It's like... Backwards. I, I want to make. I want to say I'm making fun of people who are dyslexic. It's like my version of dyslexia when it comes to like inverted controls. It's like I, my brain can't like. You just can't do it. It's like it's like oh if I'm going up why am I going down? It's like my, my brain can't handle that. Yeah. You know, I have to go in there and change it. Some people like prefer that. I just can't. It's I get that same sensation on the whole inner tube with the vacuum cleaner. It's like it seems like whatever I'm doing I'm not doing it right or it doesn't go the way I want it to go. So it adds a whole level of difficulty that can be. Um, cumbersome let's put it that way you said jarring uh, is it only for that bit and then goes away or is i don't know what they change it to i haven't gotten any further because it froze you i will yeah because i'm at the boss battle and it's like i ended up just i'm i stepped away from her for a couple days Mm -hmm. and and the boss battle is the same thing because you have to fight on her inner tube and it's like additional steps where you have to suck up the ghost throw it at some spikes and then he's gonna pop his inner tube pop and he'll land on the platform then you got to go below over to the ladder, get off the ladder, and run and grab him to suck him up before he gets back into the water. Gotcha. So, which can be a pain because of what I've learned. After the controls the first, are fighting you the whole time. Yeah, and what I've learned is like I'm, I was was I, I say I'm being dumb, but I didn't know any mm-hmm. better. It's like I shot him at the back end of the the platform, and wherever you shoot him at, he's gonna go. So if I put him in the opposite way of the ladder, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna have to go up the ladder and then run all the way over. Mm-hmm. If I shoot him and pop him towards the ladder, he's gonna land right by the ladder. I should have did that to begin with. Gotcha. But for whatever reasons, I decided to take a break and put it out for a couple of days. And mm-hmm. it's like when you try to go back to the controls and I just, it got to the point where I got frustrated. And I was like, I'll do this, do, do this later. Because yeah. like, by then, my next uh, my next game, Pokemon came in. I was like, I, because I, I was going to like, let me beat the boss and then I'll pop in Pokemon. And, you know, now I can just go ahead and finish out this level because I'm at the very end of the basement level too. Okay. Which I think you have to go back and revisit later again. Um but I ended up not doing it because it's like I had to sit there and get reacclimated to the controls again, and I didn't have the patience to do so. So I ended up just like, eh, I just uh, whatever, fuck it. I don't even know where I'm at, where yeah. I'm going to even populate save wise. I'm like, uh, I'll, I'll worry about it later. It's so. tough to come back to a game and try to pick up its controls, anyways. Mm-hmm. But to come back to a game where you've been playing a certain percentage and then the controls have been flipped on you now, yeah, that's extra tough. I yeah, guess I could see that being. It, it's fine. I don't. I don't think it's is bad it's just it's variety and i don't think it's like in there where they just they do it just to piss people off like sometimes you're like why'd you do this why it doesn't change the flow of the game it just kind of it's a it's just a you know how like mario games can sometimes have different gimmicks for different levels it's kind of like they shoot for that and so this one this one's just like a big jarring yeah three like a 180 and i'm sure i may be having difficulties with it somebody may be able to jump in there and just pick it up and and it's like, oh, yeah, this is great, you know. It just that level's not for me. It sounds like the pachinko level in Sunshine, where they make you they flip the can the camera's so janky on that one bit. I do not understand that reference. Oh, it's yeah. awful. Yeah. If you sh- if I showed you a video, you'd recognize it. But I do know from what you and Russell have said from mm-hmm. your gameplays and from what I've heard from other podcasts, where you know some people love Sunshine and some people hate Sunshine because of the controls. Just for some levels, the controls are just ass. So. 
camera on that one level yeah. is garbage. The rest of the game, I loved. Yeah, we ate it up. And it's always always seems to be that case. So, mm-hmm. um, outside of that, I did pop in Pokemon Sword. Pokemon that's, Sword. That's what do you one think? I got. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of controversy online. I didn't read any of the controversy. <laughs> so, other than I just see people uh, bombing the Metacritic, and it's like a three out of ten or something like that. And I'm awesome. Like, what t- is the game freak lied thing? What did they lie about supposedly? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's the whole thing everybody's on there is like they couldn't do the eight hundred and fifty Pokemon in the Pokedex because they had to go back and reanimate everybody. But I guess people were pissed because they look at examples where the Pokemon just kinda goes do weird animation bits and circles and then so, so then they feel like since it doesn't have this crazy animation perfect, to it, yeah, that they're owed the remainder of the Yeah. Okay, so a, a player like me, and I, I've ordered a copy of Shield, I think it was, for super cheap. It's some kind of glitch. It's probably going to be canceled. But for someone who hasn't played a Pokemon in all this time and doesn't have the nostalgia to these characters, mm-hmm. I'm perfectly happy with them not having these the entire fucking Pokedex in there. Yeah. Then I don't feel like there's this weight of nostalgia that I just don't understand, and I have to go back and play Silver and Black and Gold and Moon yeah. and all these other ones. So... Get over that, people. That's it's just, that's just annoying. Uh, yeah. Talking 800-something Pokemon? Come on. Um, how are we going to get them over? How are we going to get them yeah, over? I mean, you, you can do a Pokemon bank for the people who play it on 3DS, but I'm just going to play it on 3DS, you know, and or DS. And what or, other game does that? What Final Fantasy game lets you import your characters from yeah. every fucking Final Fantasy that's ever been played? Or Kingdom Hearts that lets you do it? Or Half-Life lets you do it from 2 to 3? I, I don't know, man. There's... It's the the problem is you have to and you know they I think the biggest thing is like people bitch about stuff and we have these conversations and I, it doesn't upset me but people are bitching about stuff that's fine but you know there has to be some point where you have to do like real criticism and I mean there a lot of the stuff people yeah. were saying and just saying upset about like you don't have eight hundred Pokemon it's like that's what do you want Game Freak to do right you know let's give them they're willing to listen to criticism and you know make adjustments on the game the eight hundred Pokemon thing is not gonna happen you no. have to let it go. Either you buy or you don't. Right. You know what I mean? If you're not happy with it, then you're like, all right, this, maybe I skip this one. Yeah. You know, I'll come back to you when it seems like you 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 say this is kind of like a stepping stone to the console one because they even, they mentioned that this is the first one made for consoles that wasn't a bloody ass Coliseum based type game mm-hmm. that didn't pull from the Game Boy cartridges to pull certain characters. Yeah. So a and, dedicated Pokemon experience right. for console. Console. All I hear is people online just constantly bitching about it. I think the last uh, Twitter thing I, I saw in there where people were showing different clips where the frame rates were dropping and inconsistency. That's fine. The guy pointed it out. Instead of him bitching about the Pokédex thing in there, he says like Game Freak probably really should have pushed this back a year. Like he's seen a lot of he's seen a lot of uh, um, quality of game on there. Like they probably should have pushed this back. So. Um, it's a shame that the conversation surrounding the game is negative about performance and stuff. Yeah. Have you had any issues with it? I'm not. I'm not sit there glued to the screen trying to look for stuff like people are. You're it just enjoying like, the game. Yeah. Yes. Like you know, some hours already come in there and they're like, "All right, I'm already angry because of you know I didn't get what I want or this is not the experience that I wanted to be." And I'm in. I don't believe I'm entitled, but you know that's fine right. if you feel that way. You know you can. I just think there's better ways to communicate that, but you know it's neither here or there. It's um, not going to stop sales, I can tell yeah. you that much. But uh, you know, it's going to sell well, especially with uh, a lot of random deals for $40 and you know the double pack for 100 You know, There's stuff mm-hmm. out there. So 
Because I know a lot of people getting that double pack. They got two kids. They're just mm-hmm. going to automatically do that one. But from what I played of it, I can't say much. I've only played maybe about three hours into it. I finally got to the point where you you meet um, your your best friends. Kind of be, kind of like becomes your rival. Um, his brother is like the champion of the region, Galar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like the undefeated champion. He's the one who provides you the Pokemon, your three starter Pokemon. Um, and, then, and then you have to go to the next town over, which kind of like it's. I'm just going through a bunch of tutorials. Like you got to go through the route, the route routes, and then go through the, the leaves and fight Pokemon. And yeah. like, here's potions to heal. Here's Pokeballs to catch. Your Pokédex is on your cell phone in the game. Um, I mean, I'm now I'm I'm on my way to on the second route where I'm about to go meet the professor. I haven't put much time into it, so okay. it's just, it's kind of like it's still holding my hand and going through it. It's like yeah. it doesn't have me like all right i already know what the fucking do you know like there's a couple points in there where they talk to you like you do you know you know about pokemon right and i'm like yeah just stop stop fucking talking you just pokemon yeah, yeah. and they're like oh, okay yeah, yeah, yeah you know like there's there's little bits on there you can kind of skip it like word but it's only like if you start the game over type of thing not like if you play the series over so they kind of like right now i'm just going through the hand holding part i haven't yeah. gotten far tutorial it, so yeah uh benji sales on twitter he says other pokemon tidbits sword looks to be selling more than shield the double pack is performing strong despite the higher price, and Switch hardware continues seeing a huge boost. November numbers should be crazy. He's kind of a sales guy that I keep up with, also. Yeah. And we we knew it was going to happen. I mean, there's a lot of criticism out there. A lot of people are going to buy it anyways, and there's a lot of people who don't interact mm-hmm. on Twitter or other social media aspects who are going to buy this game anyway. So I don't I don't think there's anything to worry about. But I mean, people, if you're going to post stuff, please be. If you're going to be critical, that's fine, but be polite about it. Don't don't sit there and just spout nonsense and harass the developers. Yeah, it seems I mean, to be the new Twitter thing. It's 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 pretty cool that Game Freak says they're they're willing to sit there and look at criticism and mm-hmm. you know it doesn't mean they'll fix it but they'll they'll, they'll want to look at it if you're not neg you know negative and yelling expletives and derogatory comments and it's like you're not that's not real criticism. It's I mean, not it's, helping it, the situation. It's okay to you know it's okay to have a different opinion than somebody else but it's like you don't have to act like a bubble if they don't seem like they're listening to you. Not everybody's gonna listen to you. That's when you vote with your wallet. You just don't, you know, if you get burned by something, just don't buy it again. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's that simple. You don't have to sit there and feel entitled like, oh, I like this thing, so they should have made it for the way I like it. <laughs> I hate that. I do too. <laughs> you just don't buy it. You know, it sucks. Hey, there's some stuff I don't buy that, you know, I don't like it. And I like, you know, I've liked it before. It sucks. Mm-hmm. But, you know, life goes on. There's so many other things in life you can do. Taste change, everything. Yep. You had... You had the Jedi game came out as well, so you mm-hmm. had you had another option to play something else. Yeah, if you wanted, you know. I mean, you got you got to let it go, people. It's only video games. Just video games. Yeah, we're doing this to have fun. Yeah. If you're not having fun with it. Go back to one of those other twenty that you enjoyed. I think that's what upsets me the most of all. It's like people taking media, the stuff like movies and yeah. games and books and that stuff that you're supposed to enjoy, and they kind of just twist it around, and everybody's just angry all the time. Stuff about we that. do for our leisure and to yeah. have a good time with. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. I'd sit there and shake my head. I mean, it's okay to have criticisms and, you know, and differences and have conversations about it. But it seems like another big one on there is, uh, and I don't want to go too much deeper on this thing. I just like reading conversations from people. And I don't usually respond. I just I just know how to read off of other people and that way I know the way not to act. Right. And the biggest one is like uh, the third Ghostbusters. I always sit there and everybody giving shit on the, the female reboot one on there, which I watched. I didn't. It was all right. I wasn't a big fan of, mm-hmm. but there's people on there who liked it, and then there's people just straight shitting on the people who like it, which I don't think is necessary. <laughs> so I was like, you know, if the dude liked it and they got something from it, it's a movie, cool. You know, like, hey, I'm glad you got something from it. It didn't do anything for me. 
I'm, but I'm not going to sit there and shit on it because you enjoyed it and, yeah. and sit there and try to deny your enjoyment of something, which I don't understand because they don't like it. Right. You don't but, have to justify your thoughts on someone else's opinion. Obviously, you won because they're not making a sequel to that one and they're making a reboot for the third one. So I don't know why you have to yeah. say anything at all. You know, you people voted with their wallet. You know, they came out with a reboot. It didn't do well. They're not going in that direction. They're going in another direction. Changing so, years. Vote with your wallet. That's what and, your thing and always you're, comes down and, to. And you're fucking still angry about it. I don't understand. It's like, why are you angry about it? Right. You're acting like they're making the second one of this film you don't like. Are you personally vested in this Ghostbusters franchise that it affects your wallet when somebody likes or dislikes a movie? Uh, I don't understand that. I don't know what happened to our society, man. Maybe it's always been like this and just social media just brought it out. I don't know. I think it is the keyboard warriors and the easy access of, mm. of just the vitriol that can come out. Just hiding behind it because they don't know your true identity. Yeah. Sad. But I think that's where we fit kind of a positive bit in this. We're one of those good voices, I think. I would like to think. I like listening to our content as well. Yeah. Because we're not reeling on stuff all the time. We call it like we see it, but we're not harassing people and taking things personally. And if you all the hate time. us, aka China, more power to you. <laughs> I don't feel bad. Ban us from your country. Is. If you yeah. don't like us, ban us from your country. You do not have to download and listen to us. We still have sponsorships with Epic Game Store and yeah. Taco Bell. We're still good. Unless you hate us that much, it's like, I gotta listen to him every week because I hate him so much. Yes, please do that. Please hate us so much you listen and like everything and follow us on everything. That would help out tremendously. Oh, yeah. Look, Actually, it would ruin us. They're leaving us bad Yelp reviews. Five-star reviews. We're right next to the, the unknown Burger King from the, down the road. They leave a. Is there a bad review on the Yelp? I, the Burger King? I don't know. I'm assuming so. There's one down. I apologize, Burger King. I don't know if it's bad or not. I'm just using you as an example. Mm, they're one of the gas station ones, which can be totally hit or miss. So you never know. Gas station Burger King. Yeah, but if you you fuck up on the coffee, you just go next door. <laughs> you have a backup. It's always a backup. You have a backup for fucked up coffee. Yeah, and you're like, man, your coffee's way better, and you know their coffee probably sucks. So. No offense to the gas station next door. They used to do um, Seattle's Best. I don't know what they have anymore. Oh, it's definitely not Seattle's Best. Remember that? I think they did away with it. They kind of, I think ever since they kind of went to that uh, coffee as a service or something else. Coffee as a service. Yeah. $5 a month for all you can drink coffee every morning. If I passed one, I would legit think about hitting that up. I, if they put one in the Taco Bell or coffee as a service, I would fucking do it every day. You like the Taco Bell coffee? Or you just want coffee where your Taco I Bell just, breakfast is? I just want to... The fucking egg taco thing. It's all one. The one that has carbs in it, the secret carbs. Yeah. No, that was that cheese thing, the toasted cheese shell. Oh god, the I was like, all right, it's made yeah. out of cheese. We're good. No, it's fucking bread with the cheese. Thing would all be like, it. they could probably do it, be like a twenty dollar chalupa. There's no way. I would the pay. Cheese is super I would expensive. Pay. I would pay for the cheese shell. It, I, fucking sharp cheddar cheese shell is good as hell. I know. I can even taste it right now. I'm, I was online googling. I think they, there's a fucking legit cheese shell they they sell on um, Amazon. Really? Yeah, I was like, huh. Might be Remember for the last Halo day, the missus made the cheese chips for yeah. dipping uh, things in. It is expensive, though. It is more costly than the corn chips. Holy shit, we were talking about uh, whatever game is, and I went in my whole tangent. Oh, yeah, Pokemon. Pokemon. I was in there closing up my phone like, and we're done. I was and like, we're out of there. So the other surprising game that I've been playing a lot of before we're getting up on uh, the Death Stranding one, which me and you have both played. I haven't played much more, so we probably won't talk much more about yeah. it. Surprisingly, and I didn't put the three on there because I'm lazy. Uh, Romancing Saga, Trace. Trace. I'll, for the I'll add it trilogy. For 
Because after that, I think they've changed the naming convention and they went somewhere Saga Frontier and Saga Frontier 2 after this one. So this is the so, last one of the trilogy. On what platform? On the, the PS of the 4s. This is a PS4 game? PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. Okay. And Vita, and Android, and iOS. I don't know anything about this series, really. So, we never really got any of the romancing saga games over here. Um, those were mostly, I'm going to say Super NES. Maybe the first one was on NES, but I'm pretty sure it was all on Super NES. Uh, we got the Saga Frontier games, which were on PS1 and, and Unlimited Saga, mm -hmm. which was on PS2, which was a remake of the first one. So, at some point, Square Enix is like, we're going to make the romancing saga thing a thing in the West. Okay. So, they went through, they made Romancing Saga 2. We got that maybe two years ago on PS4, Xbox One. They actually put on every fucking thing, even on Vita, Switch, and everything. Okay, I and remember the, the one that came to Vita. And then uh, the third one just came out literally last week, or this week. Okay. Um, and this is the one where you typically play as uh, multiple people on your team. This one was ported by Arta Piazza. Uh, which is the ones that handle the Dragon Quest games. Oh, they did the Dragon Quest. Yeah, yeah. the 3DS so the, Dragon Quest games. So the sp sprout work on it is actually pretty good. Um, from far as I can tell, there's no way to speed up the battles. So it is a slow grind. That's the only bad thing. Um, and it is linear as fuck. So mm -hmm. you remember back in the days when you play RPGs on the Super Nintendo where you had all these sprawling open worlds and everything like that? You mm -hmm. don't get that here. So it's like the way that it does, and it kind of which is kind of cool at the time. I guess it's not that big of a deal now because we played linear games, but at the time it was probably different. Okay. Because it kind of pushed the story along, because like you kind of it sets you in this world with fiends, and it kind of does this background where you know this goddess came through, and there, you got these fiends out there, and these arch fiends, and, and and whatnot, and then you start out with these group of friends who kind of grown up together. They don't go in much details in their back background. They just kind of went out for the day. And um, ugh, what was it? I have no idea. A bug, possibly. That was fucking weird. No, pieces of headphone. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, you see something hanging on the chair. Head. Yeah. <laughs> the chairs are peeling too. You gotta watch out for them. So yeah, my bad, everyone. Um. So outside <laughs> of that, you start off as a tavern. They just got done doing the battle, and then this uh, young lady comes in, um, who needs help. Um, and she's trying to get to her brother. You find out that she's a princess from uh, the land you're you're from. I forgot the. I'm sorry, I didn't come prepare the name of the land you're from, and um. Mm. She's trying to reach her brother because there's a secret plot to assassinate him. So her horse dies and gives out in the ring. So what they end up doing, she hires your, these characters up there, which is your main character and his group of friends, to go up there and escort her to her brother. She passes a message to her brother. Um, and she tells her, all right, go north. Uh, and they're like, up north is vampires. And it's like, yeah, you know, the, these are our allies. He'll take care of you. Mm. So instead of it being an open world, you kind of go into the next screen. Um, and you and you kind of and it's you can see the enemies on screen and do battles that way and work your way through, but it's linear. So as you go up two screens and you're in, you're into the the vampire lands, so you go up there and you get the background story like, oh okay, uh, whatever their version of Count Dracula goes up there and then he what he does is he takes females around the age of uh, nineteen twenty when they turn that age and then he makes them, I guess vampires or something like that. He but he takes that particular group. Okay, he has a type. Basically, which okay. is the main girl you're protecting is kind of like this, that type. So you're getting that vibe like this dude's going to betray you at some point. So as we go through, this is the first three hours probably. I'm in the castle now and I'm kind of exploring my way in there. He's like, yeah, you do what you want. You're safe here. Uh, and then there's like, which is weird because there's monsters in the fucking castle trying to attack you. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not safe. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, if you, you go to the cave in the north, you can explore and find shit. So like, that's what I'm doing. It's, and I'm going through. I'm trying to get to the castle. And it's just, it's just, it, the only bad thing about it is like, there's no way to speed through the battles. Um, 
The story is pretty interesting. It's cool. I do dig the linear thing. It does kind of push you along even more. So it doesn't slow it down. I think if it had an open world, it'd probably lose me at some point. Um, and the only complaint is the battle system's fun. Uh, is very uh, Final Fantasy Final Fantasy two esque. So sure. the more you attack, the more your strength goes up. The more you def- defend, the more your defense goes up. It's all you don't move up levels. It's all stat based, and it's all based off the moves you do in battle. So you also randomly will learn techniques. So depending on which one you have a sword or bow and arrow, and you use a lot uh, often, you'll learn a technique pertaining that to skill. that weapon. I like when stuff does that. So, I feel like it's respecting my my way of wanting to play the game, which is which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing is, I hit that old school wall, which you have to be in the mood for, because like if you go into one part of the game and like I'm I'm going from my way up to the castle, I'm in the castle now. Mm-hmm. I'm severely underpowered. I'm like, there's certain monsters I'm having no issues with, and there's certain monsters like wiping my fucking team out that I'm sitting there doing zero damage to, and I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't know what you, I don't know what you would do. It's you mm-hmm. know, it has that old school feel where you have to figure it out. So it's like you have to be in that mindset to play that type of game. It's like because it's like we had a conversation earlier where I'm kind of spoiled, where I like if I don't have a fucking checkpoint save or I'm walking there like what I'm starting way back here. <laughs> Fuck this game. I pop into disc out and I'm not playing it again. That was our Metroid conversation. Yeah. So. You know, I I don't know. You have to be in the mood for it. I'm, I'm digging it, though. I am. I really am digging it. So, Outside of that. but Romantic Saga 3. It is a port of a Super Famicom game. And then we get the new one, which is uh, in December. The Circle, Saga Circle, or whatever it was. That's the one that came out for Vita, and now they're porting it and everything else. Scarlet Grace? Yep, Scarlet Grace. My bad. Not even close. Um, and that's also the month we're getting the Star Ocean First one remake, so. That's next month? Yep. I forgot all about those games. Those are both come out in the same month. I'm buying both those day one. Is Star Ocean a physical copy? No physical. It's digital only on all regions, even Japan. Why? Uh, Because they went digital in all regions, even Japan, on the Star Ocean saga. Because I'm not going to complain because the guy who created Star Ocean, who's still making the games, Mm. it's been trying to get the games made. But but Square's kind of like, you're not hitting the sales numbers and so like, I think this is the kind of like their the last chance for Star Wars not the last chance but this is like their go between like alright you can do this yeah. but we're not printing physical copies for this you know so it is what it is I'll support it um, outside of that um, I mean you can talk about Death Stranding uh, yeah let's segue into Death Stranding because we're apparently still in the same chapter so I am in the second chapter Amelie which is a mm-hmm. definitely a lot bigger one Yes. Because um, at that point, that's where you... Is it... You don't do the first outpost. That's This is the first connection to the first major city in the wind farm, right? Is that what it is? Yes. That the, generates it's a, the power? It's a two-part mission. I've only done the first part. I'm headed to the second one. Because I got put onto a side... I guess it was a side quest. It's not... The first part of the game... Let me backtrack a little bit. The first part of the game was like, go here, do this, you completed it. Go here, do this, yeah. you completed it. Now it's like... It, it pushes you along. Now this one's kind of like pushing you back and forth where you have to go. Yeah. And then you have a different like... Is it the bridge part where you have to build the bridge? I haven't done... I think that's where I'm headed. I had to go get the crystals to, yeah. to complete this oh, yeah, bit. Yeah. Which yeah. puts you in another direction. Because then... Yeah. Did you get to the sneaking mission type stuff where you had to like do the stealth? 
uh, what was I up against? The mules or the BTs? The mules. The mules. I tried. The first fucking one saw me. So then it was just, uh, it was punching from the I fucking loved it because I went through like Mel Gear and just, I got, I went behind everybody and tied everybody with strands. Did you really? Yeah, I went, I went through and nobody saw me. Did shit. not work for yeah. me. The first one saw me, set off some sort of alert yeah. and just the rest of them came after me and I never got hit. The combat is very forgiving. Yeah. I just spam square and Sam just takes them out. Yeah. But uh, I could see where the stealth. I, I know I did get one of the mules with stealth. Yeah. There was one around the on the corner that I was able to get, like near the tent. There's only three of them. Tent. I think there's one in the tent, one outside walking the perimeter in front of yep. the tent, and then there's yep. one in the corner by the cliff. There's only three of them. One alerted by the cliff because I went the first time. I went around from that outpost and then up the cliff. Yeah. And then when I did the when I took those three out, you're supposed to get something from that pulse box. Yeah. I thought I got everything. No, it's supposed to be that big ass uh, printer piece. Yeah, it's the printer the, piece, the, the, the Cairo printer. I yeah. thought I got it. I didn't get it. No, that shit's fucking huge. You know, you get it. I didn't know. Yeah. I thought I emptied out the thing. I thought, and I started going back. I went up. There's a path to the right. Did yeah. you go through the cliff and do all that? Mm. To, that's how I went back. And someone had left a ladder and a rope for me, and I was like, "Yes, thank you." I love those bits where you find where people have left stuff like, for like, you. Like, 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 like. Oh, I hit it as fast as I yeah. can. I try to get a hundred every time. I'm like. Grrr. Spamming that button in the middle. Oh, I know. When I comes back, I usually when I'm up, like when I log into the game, I get like seventy five thousand likes up or something. Usually, like somebody use something you like. Somebody use. I was like, fuck hell. I I don't I don't think I've seen that yet. Yeah, it's on the like it's, my it's stuff, on the yeah. top left and it's green. It's just like it's like okay. it's like when I, I do it, it's like it what I do in my job with teams. Whenever some somebody tries to they do a reply and you can like yeah. or dislike. Yeah. So I found out that if you like it and unlike it, it sends them a notification. Oh, God. So I fucking like Edgar at work or one of my coworkers. I spam him. He's like, what the fuck is happening? I can hear him screaming in his cube. Like, the screen just going up. It's like, stop oh, fucking man. around. I can't. <laughs> we have teams now. I got to remember to do that. Yeah. So if somebody replies, you can hit their online. online and it just doesn't. If they have their notifications on, it just flies up on the same one. Like, it'll just fly up the screen. So I got all the way back to try to turn in that mission and said, you don't have the object. I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't yeah. get it out of the post box. So usually in games, this is my point where I'm like, I'm not going all the way fucking yeah. back up there. I'm not going to do it. But I had so much fun like just traversing this landscape. I was like, sure, I'll go back up there and grab it. Yeah. I didn't I didn't do it intentionally. I'm still trying to figure out like how to optimize Sam to carry the right amount of stuff and like the right amount of shoes cuz those I had my first pair of shoes actually wear out finally. So I always do whenever I set them up, I always do auto, which always sometimes has yeah. him Stagger depending on there, so I don't ever right. actually. I guess you can do it any way you want, but I always do auto based off weight. I try to carry a couple ladders. I try to carry a couple of the watchtower things. Um, I think I just got. I just got the bridge piece. Yeah. It just unlocked that. So I'm guessing where I have to go, I'm gonna have to build a bridge. They make you do it. So that's the funny thing I had on there because at that point where I because you have to do they give you the sub the sub um, menu quest. There we okay. go. Sorry, I'm tired. The sub quest. Before you go to the wind farm, uh, to drop off whatever that piece in the wind farm is. So that's part where you're at. That's exactly where I'm at. So what I'm doing is like, well, fuck that. It's on the way. I'm just gonna take fucking everything with me. Yeah. So I ended up piling him up there. And he had this thing, fucking power. <laughs> I was like, it was a huge mistake because I was like, I had to sit. There. I didn't even have to save it because I was like, fuck this. I'm just got to come back and do it again. Yeah. It was a fucking tower, and it's you like probably can't even get out of your main. I can't area. even get out the area. Yeah. I saw my my shoes was instantly dying instantly. I could see the red <laughs> in my shoes dying immediately. He's like. And I was like, well, he walks like, that slope. Yeah, it's That's like that slope. And I was like, well, he's on the slope. I said, let me see what happens. So maybe, maybe he's moving slow on the slope. He would not go up the slope at all. I was like, 
I didn't even say I was like, fuck this. I'm just like, it I've was never it. had that happen. So I had to go back and just do one mission at a time because I, okay. I, I can see based off other what people say. I guess after they say the rumor, the rumors always go after chapter three because you get everything you kind of need to get the delivery part stuff done. They don't want you yeah. to spend that time on there. So you right. get the exos from my I can tell the exoskeletons and I'm at the point now where I've done the wind farm. I've done all that. I'm not. Okay. I don't want to get too I much detail. Do you know the bike up front. Yeah, it's just sitting there and I can't get on it. So there's a way for you to use it okay. after you complete all that other stuff. I'm not going to go into details about that. Your next mission pertains to that because your deliveries are now going to be within a certain time limit. So they oh, want you to fuck. use that. Yeah. So I'm not happy with that. That's why that's why I haven't played anymore because yeah. it's like you know it's late at night. I typically wake up early in the morning to go to the gym before I go to work and all that stuff on there. Yeah. And I always felt like like the one bit of, I always get like maybe an hour or two to play before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. I was like I got a bad feeling. I know this mission only is going to take 30 minutes, but for me to get everything set up and do this mission, and then I'm I don't want to start something I can't the planning finish. and everything. So yeah. I was like I'm just going to wait to the weekend to do this, and that's why I've been kind of jumping around playing something else because I want to keep playing. But I'm like, I need more time, you know, because I think that because I've been playing that in between Call of Duty rounds, and I don't yeah. have I don't have too much to talk about Call of Duty except it's still fun with I, friends. I'm done talking about that strength, but you can go ahead and take over. So but, what are we gonna do? Yeah. But um, it, I it seems to be the type of game that rewards you for playing in chunks. Like yeah. you're not gonna miss out. You the story is whatever the hell it is. You're not gonna miss out on the mechanics. Until I what I seen online, somebody said chapter four is the best chapter or something. Like really? That. I didn't read the article. I just remember somebody posted that. In the, they're like, holy shit, chapter four is amazing. We're close then. And then I love the comments because you know me. The next thing I go down to the comments, and somebody's like, I'm not falling for your game. Fuck you, Kotaku. <laughs> I'm not playing this piece of shit of a walking simulator. <laughs> it is definitely, it's not a walking simulator per se, but it's a, it's a management simulator. It's a lot it seems of, like. It's a lot of people hurt, kind of like the whole uh, Pokemon thing where they, it's, it's not what they thought it was, but I. Don't blame it's the developers or Sony because they never it's pitched it. Great. They never pitched it as anything. They never said it was going to be anything. Yeah. And it's a Kojima game, a Kojima I'm actually, game. I'm actually proud of them because it's like they could have mm-hmm. pitched this as like, yeah, this is like, like Metal Gear Six. Yeah, like Metal, this would have been Metal Gear would have been. They yeah. could have said that, and then be like, no, this is not Metal Gear. You know what I mean? It's they totally they, they legit different. just like it's what they always say is a strand game. It's yeah. something you never played before. That's nope. what they kept saying, right? And I'm trying to describe it to coworkers. And I'm like, this is gonna sound fucking crazy. Every review I saw in there is like, I, they're like, I don't, I don't know if how I can recommend this. To anybody. <laughs> it's like I love this game, but I don't know if I can recommend it. I don't know the words on how to put it to. You know, what I mean, everybody seems to have that issue. Well, what do you do? I'm like, uh, you're Norman Reedus. You're like perfectly rendered because have you ever seen like the tattoo on his yeah. hand with the knuckles and all that? That's his actual fucking tattoo. Yeah. He looks like that. And I see the fucking ride ad every time I take a shit. So. Yeah, for AMC. What yeah. is that? And when it's you drink only, your monster drinks. Yeah, only time you do is when you take a shit. When you piss, you don't see the ad. But when you take a when shit, it's right, down, he's right on the toilet. You yeah. get the motorcycle ad. Yeah. It's fucking weird. But I'm like, you're Norman Reedus, perfectly rendered. You're delivering packages. And you have to sue the baby to keep things away from you. And you're making <laughs> like, gr- you're making grenades out of your urine and sweat. I haven't done that yet. Yeah. They did explain it, though. Yeah. Um, so I have I got caught by the mules, so I know what that's like. I've not been caught by the BTs yet. They have, oh, I've been they fucked caught by BT, yeah. Okay, so do I need to... I'll just wait until that happens to me. Like, you, I've been able to sneak around perfectly well, see, with BTs. I fucked up on the first time when you, we did that story mission where you had to go to the, you told the me, furnace. You told me everything went yeah. to hell. That's well, what it was. Because, you know, I forgot it's a fucking Kojima game, so it's not, I'm sitting there spamming circle. Instead of, like, you know, you just press it and then he'll go into crouch mode. I'm sitting yeah. there pushing it normally. I forgot that okay. he, you know, he'll do shit like that where he does the pressure point game yeah. or something like that. I haven't done that in a while. Yeah. I, I realized that later on, it's like, I, it's not me just pressing circle. Oh, I have to, like, 
press it lightly. I remembered you talking about that on the podcast yeah. when I was playing. I was like, what What did he mess up? Like, what was the... But I get, I get the pressure-sensitive yeah. thing. Yeah. So I fucked up and walked normally, and then I had... Uh, whatever happens with the BTs, you'll see it eventually. Okay. It happened to me, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So I was like, <laughs> you'll see it, and then we can talk about it if you get to yeah. it. Is there so, any real consequence since he's a repatriate and he you can't he doesn't actually die? So it, the the only bad thing about it's like so he, he does repatriate. So but if you get pulled in that world and you die and you repatriate, it, when you come back to the area where you repatriate it is a humongous crater. So it changes the landscape. You can't get through it. So oh, that's not good. Yeah. You have to build a bridge over it, maybe. Yeah. Or there's still yeah. BTs there, right? There's like BT zones. Yeah. I don't. I, I. The game is such a mystery. I'm still intrigued. I love every minute of it, and it's one of those games. I know this is a sign of a good game when I start playing it, and then when I look up, it's been two and a half hours. Yeah, like out of nowhere. I think this is the this chapter is the only one where I've kind of like, I've it's kind of slogged a little bit. And I think this is the one where a lot of people say you got to kind of push yourself to go to three, and after yeah. that, you're fine. Yeah. And I think, and then there's nothing wrong with the chapter. It's not all. a bad slog. No, I know exactly what you're talking. about. It's just about. because it's kind of trying to teach you the mechanics. Is yeah. all it is, and it's yeah. like. It ha- at some point it has to happen yeah. so it's like it's just doing it now before the story takes off it's so. still a lot of fun it's just uh, it's a change of pace from where the first chapter was going but I think chapters once we get past chapter 2 I think we're good yeah because right now it seems like what I'm going through is just more of the mechanics like hey you can you can build this and your uh, your thing that you, that doubles down and builds as this can be also build a bridge you know because it was yeah. building the mailbox post before and yeah. now they, they change it work and you can use it to build a bridge and there's a lot of systems on top yeah. of it, and I just met Heartman. There's Die Hard Man, Dead Man, <laughs> Heartman, mm-hmm. Mama, which they all are has something happened to them, and they're all um, dooms. Yeah, they're dooms, and they're uh, holograms or something. Well, yeah, well, I mean, they all speak through holograms, so yeah. you don't know where they're actually at, or nope. I guess we'll find out later. I think that's probably part of the story. So yeah. it's gonna be some kind of Weird twist at the end. I got it. It's wacky, it. man. Yeah. This shit, the game is good. I love the moment to moment gameplay. I did figure out we were talking about this in pre production. Um, I was fighting HDR. I was like, the something doesn't look right. It's washed out. I'm, I'm not quite sure what's up. I turned it off and I got a way crisper image. I felt like the colors were represented right. And I've, this is just an HDR 10 set. It's not, I don't know if it gets bright enough to display the right you know, levels of HDR. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with it with certain games, and I've just learned this. It's almost like uh, the 3D effect on 3DS, you know. Some of them utilize it really well. Some of them don't. Sometimes it looks great. Like Outer Worlds on HDR was gorgeous. Uh, PUBG looks fine. It's, um, I turned it off for Death Stranding, and I, I feel like I got a better image. So I'm actually thinking about just going ahead and hooking up the PlayStation VR and letting it not even worry about the HDR signal. It's not, it's not many games that use HDR anyway, so... I feel like I'm missing out a little bit on Horizon and God of War and things like that and Spider-Man. But the fear of not having good HDR has kept me from playing those games. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to turn it off and play in 4K and just do its thing. I don't know. It was one of those things that we've gotten in a society where we have so many different options. And it's like, sometimes you just kind of ignore the options and just play the game. And just do it and just play the game and stop putting up these barriers for myself. But anybody who knows me knows I'm like that, so... It's something I'm working through I, and trying to, trying to. We're all we're all like that. It's the whole thing now. Everybody's like all up on like I gotta play the best version on this this console and how this one looks better. At this point, I'm like I, I don't give a fuck. Just play the game. I'm like yeah. whatever gets me to play the game. The only time I give a shit is if it plays better on this console because it 
uses more power to because it plays differently. Yeah. 90% of the time now, it doesn't play differently. It just looks differently. Yeah. So. Well, you're talking to a guy who has 50,000 CRTs and finally decided to set one up in a game room, yeah. and now I'm in the service menu because it doesn't look right to me. So I'm just fucking crazy. This is my brand of crazy. I, I don't know. I'm man. trying to get over it. I'm some, I'm trying to work there. No, it's, yeah. I mean, because at that point, I figured, you know, I'm the same way. I, at this point, it's I waste more time trying to hook up something. Basically. When I could just be playing Metroid Prime on the Wii U, yep. which may not be the best one, and it's definitely not the best w- way to, for me to play Metroid Prime One and Two because it uses the damn Wii Mode, but yep. it's the easiest one for me to play. So fuck it, and I get to play it. Are so. you thinking about breaking out Prime, or are you just gonna wait for the next year of Metroid? I'm using that as an example, because that's this. one I've been thinking about doing. Year Metroid, yeah, but I mean, hopefully by the time we get to Prime Trilogy, there might be a Prime Trilogy on the Switch. But, That'd be wonderful. Yeah, that's the dream. No, my luck is probably after I complete the Prime Trilogy. <laughs> Uh, and then it will be announced. Right. December. That, you know, in December, yeah. there's no game I have listed as question marks. That's when it will come out. No, it will be announced in December for January. With trophy support on Switch. Oh, God. Don't start on that. So, speaking of famous trilogies, I actually started two of them uh, here recently. I moved that TV in there, and I actually set up another TV to demo the differences between them. But one of the ones I fired up was uh, Jack and Daxter. And I've always just kind of messed around on that first island, but that's a really good platformer. Like... There's a whole variety of stuff to do on that first island. It's, it's like a playground. Like, how do you get up here? How do you figure out how to unlock this door? There's, I, I totally skipped the Jack and Daxter game, so this is a new thing for me. My most played game in the series is Daxter for PSP. I beat the hell out of that shit. I've actually... I think I beat the first Jack and Daxter on PS2, but mm-hmm. I did backwards compatibility on PS3 when I went through that phase. Like, oh, I never played my PS2 that much, so let me go through it. I think I actually beat the first one. I own all the fucking remasters. I mm-hmm. don't, I think I went halfway through the remaster on PS4, but I'm like, I know for a fact I beat the first one. How does it look on PS4? Um, you still get that. It's pretty faithful. I mean, you still get that PS2 image, that that mm-hmm. blur, like yeah. you're kind of playing on the CRT, but it is upgraded in HD, so it's like it, it, it's not as bad. So. So I played the I played the PS2 one first, and then I fired up the PS3 one just to kind of see what it you know what the differences were. Mm-hmm. So I started off in 3D on that 3D TV I have since it supports it, and it cuts the frame rate in half, and it's really poor 3D implementation. Like I kept taking the glasses off and looking at them and looking at the screen just to make sure I had it set up right, and it I did. It was just kind of janky. We can test it out here in a little while if you want to take a look at it. And then um, I took it out of 3D and put it in the 2D one, and it was it's a cleaner coat of paint. But that's just the same game. It's the exact same game. Yeah. And I actually think I prefer the CRT look of the of the original. I mean, that's what it was designed for. I mean, it, yeah. the the way they put it on PS4 is just a way for you to play it on PS4. That's all right. it is. I mean, it doesn't... L- it's for people who are not us and still have the original things hooked up and ways to Even play. then, I'll play it because it's the easiest way for me to play now. But it's I convenient. Mean, if yeah, I mean, the the way that game was meant to be played is on the on the CRT. Yep. I mean, the only way we're not going to get in that whole thing is that someone somebody go through and remake that game. Not a or remade CRTs. That that too, but or not like a complete remake, but kind of like went in there and actually did something to it. So right. you know, to make a it look, remake to make kind of like medieval yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So uh, it would almost be a reimagining of those areas, right? Um, sticking on the Triology bandwagon, I also popped in Prince of Persia Sands of Time. You were talking about that a couple weeks ago. Um, this is on PS2 that I was playing it on, and I want to try out the 3D version of PS3. It didn't look that bad on PS3 when I played it, surprisingly. Um, 
this PS2 copy didn't look bad, but again, I'm playing on original hardware and I'm playing on a TV that well, would have been top tier for 2002. Well, what, I, what I mean is I don't get that that blur. Like it, it seems like you want to play it on the CRT. It's like they went through and they kind of like like I said they should have done. They kind of tweaked the graphics and made yeah. it look. They made it work on HDTV. I think they're see? native widescreen on yeah. PS3 as well. The, the PS the PS2 and PS4 games don't look. They don't. Something's they're they're, right. they're HD, but it is it seem, you can definitely tell it's running through an emulator. It's not like it's native to PS4. It, it, you right. can tell us that's the word I'm looking for. You can tell it's like a PS2 ISO, and yeah. they have it running through an emulator that adds additional bits in there that kind of upscales at the 1080p and yeah. and adds trophy support and adds some of the you know share add some of the features from the PS4. But mm-hmm. it's at the end of the day, it's just a PS2 ISO. That's Baked, what that's what I feel. There. Cause I, here's I got, the here's the game you remember. It's not gonna look and play quite like it, but I, it's I get, what you remember. I get a feeling that the Jack and Dexter collection on PS3 looks better than it does on PS4. If I have you played that recently? No. Okay. Because I was gonna say it's in the it's in the PS3 right now. We can yeah. just pop it in and take a look at it after this if you wanted to. I got a short bit of time, but yeah, yeah, it'd be worth checking out. Um, Sands of Time is really good. That's a fun game. I, I jumped right into the platforming mm. and got the puzzles right. I did die a couple times and heard the... No, 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 no. That's, that, not, how oh, that's not how I remember it. Yeah, and I don't yeah, because you're fucking dead. And I don't even have the Sands of Time yet. Yeah. I can't even... I, I don't have the dagger. I can't rewind time. I just die and fucking start the Look puzzle the game over. over screen. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to switch over. I've done a lot of research comparing the different versions on this. I think I'm going to switch over. I have the whole trilogy on Xbox. I only have the first one and the third ones on PS2. And either Xbox or GameCube seems to be the way to go in this series. But the Xbox one, like, there's a scene in the very beginning when you see the prints, and his hands on PS2 and GameCube are like blocks. They're actually separated out. His fingers are actually separated out. It's almost like the difference between N64 and PS2. Mm-hmm. I was looking at that, and I was like, I'll at least try out the Xbox controller and see. I still prefer the PS2 controller over anything from that generation. I don't know. I like the GameCube controller a lot. Mm. Rank the controller. Um, I love the Duke. GameCube is so cozy, but there's only it's almost like it's tied to those Nintendo games. It's tied to Melee and Wind Waker. I think if I had to pick a game to play games on, or a controller to play all the games from that generation on, it would be the PS2 controller. PS2 for me, Dreamcast would be a close second. Dreamcast is up there, but no fucking second analog stick. Like, get out of here with that. You gotta have a second analog stick. Mm, it would. Didn't work for Shimu, and that game is atrocious. Control wise, <laughs> every time I try to move forward, it's like I'm moving backwards. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It's like he's humping the air. <laughs> Luigi style. And I'm trying to open up my notebook, and I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> it takes me it, every time I start the game up. It always takes me a second to get acclimated. To the that's controls. how you keep getting kicked yeah. out of these shops. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking, yeah. Like I'm sitting there spazzing. I was like, nope, we're closed. You're out. Uh, so Santa Time is pretty good. The soundtrack's fucking great on that. When you oh, get yeah. in a battle and the guitar starts up, and then when you finish the battle, it kind of sucks that you get the animation every time of him putting his sword back. Yeah. But then you get that that guitar like whatever that weird load screen is in the battle or whatever. It is. Yeah. All right, we cleared the we cleared the environment. It's like the game has to do that. Yeah. Um, and then I popped out. Uh, this was actually yesterday, last night. I hooked up uh, an Xbox and just popped in some launch games. This was the 18th anniversary of the original Xbox launch. So I just wanted to see, you know, hey, what were people playing 18 years ago today? Tendo music. Um, Dead or Alive, yes. There was some Dead or Alive in there. Why is it always techno music? So I played the first level of Halo. I played Pillar of Autumn. Um, I played Dead or Alive 3, which is still a gorgeous game. How does that game look so good still? It's still not playable on anything else. 
It's stuck on that platform? Uh, make it backwards compatible. On wow. Time. I think you're right. There's no DOA collection on anything. And I played one more game. What did I play? Hmm, it'll come to me. Another launch title. There was a Shrek game that came out for Xbox at launch. Do you remember that? I was going over the launch title list. I tried not to it remember was Shrek. anything from Shrek related. They licensed like... And it was supposed to show off, you know, how well the Xbox animated things. Amped. I played Amped, the snowboarding game. Yeah. Yep. We need another Amped. What happened to those winter snowboarding, like SSX and all that? They sold Amped to another company. Was it 2K? Did they, um, that that EA SSX that came out, did that one just not sell very well? Is that why the reason it, it faded off into the night? Remember the reboot for PS3 and 360? I think that was just them like, oh, here, everybody wants this thing and nobody bought it. Yeah. I think it, they gave it to us on Games with Gold or something at one point. Yeah, on the Xbox, yep. You looking up who bought Amped? I think it's 2K. I think Microsoft sold it to them. Because they published the 360 one, didn't they? Amped 3? Well, they owned it. They already owned it? Yeah, they owned it, and then they, I think they sold it off to 2K. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, there's your Amped lore. That was the last time it was published was on 360, Amped 3. I watched some videos from like the Xbox launch and that kind of thing, and, and it I guess that's why I had so many flashbacks, it felt like, from that XO19 show. Because here is a PC company that's bringing like shooters and Western RPGs and things like that into the console space where we had had, you know, we previously had all Japanese developers and publishers, you know? Well, not... Not developers and publishers, but major players in the hardware space. You had Sega, Nintendo, Sony, even like NEC. Um, did I say Sega? Did I, did I leave out Sega? Keep saying Sega. <laughs> Keep saying Sega. Keep saying Sega. They're going to make another piece of hardware. But uh, it's it was fun to reminisce from the, the original Xbox. Do you have any original Xbox memories? Mm. I didn't go on at launch. Russell and I, we literally saved up change and bought, a, bought an Xbox. I didn't buy my Xbox until 2004. Five. Wow, super late into life. Mm. Life cycle. Did you buy it from me? Did you no. get an Xbox from me? No. Bought a brand new in the store in the Best Buy. Okay. That was a good year as it was going out. Four years on the shelves. That's crazy, right? That'd be like getting a Switch successor, not March 2020, but March 2021. That timeline is accurate. All right, I'm done, sir. You ready to wrap this thing up? Yep. It's almost one o'clock. You can find this podcast every Tuesday evening on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Overcast, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Stitcher Radio. Fucking yeah. Look at that. Nailed it. There's some dead air, but we did it. There was no dead air. There's a constant dead air. There was um, pining for the fjord air. There was so much dead air. It could have been a murder mystery. <laughs> Fleet flatline? Yeah. <laughs> That's literally what it shows up as. It's fucking there. I see it. That's not it. That's a myth. Don't let it happen again. Keep talking. Ah, say something. I'll cut the heater on and just be in the background. Oh taking shit, away I blew that thing up with the Oz. You did? Yeah. Might have to cut that out. <laughs> Michael, Michael put in a response saying uh, blew out his eardrums. Yeah. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram. There's no podcast. Look us up. We're doing some content here and there when we remember. And um, thank you for joining us this week. And we'll catch you next week. Did I miss something? No. That's it? All right. Yeah. yeah. See ramble. you guys. Ramble, ramble. You're trying to make more dead air. That's what you're doing. No, whatever. I, I see, see it, it I see there. it now, yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us this week. We'll catch you next week. On the roof. Bye.
right now. It's not Ogato. It's Yeti. Mic test. Mic test. Mike test. Oh, we're showing up. I guess it works. Maybe. Until we listen back and it doesn't work. Possibly. All right. These could be PS3 hard drives. What do we have? Uh, 500 gig and 500 gig. That's exactly what that is. Just have to buy the sled? Yeah, some, some kind of caddy or something like that. Hard drive caddy. But I think you can get like a... Um, eBay pretty cheap. They're like inexpensive. They're knockoffs. Put it that way. 